0: Good Vibes Cinema presents Vibe Talking.
1: The 1986 remake is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, it's The, the music in it's ever. fantastic. When I watched it as a kid, I remember we used to watch it, I think they, they would air it on ABC like every single October. Mm-hmm. So for several years in a row, we just watched it. And sometimes we just rent it from the video store. The first time I watched it, I was blown away. I was just like, why aren't there more movies like this? And why yeah. is this so good?
0: Literally, that movie shaped my life. I have a theater degree. I spent six years working at a plant store, like watching that movie as a kid. So influenced everything that I'm into and the types of movies that I'm into. Like we've talked about that film on multiple occasions, like with the aesthetic and the grime and the like super theatrical, like artificial kind of nature of some of the visuals. I love how that movie looks and feels and the over the top performances. And I love that movie so. Much it has been just such a major influence on me,
1: not just that, but also it's a little bit central to this whole podcast because I feel like a little bit of the connection that we had over that movie like cemented our friendship. Yeah, I loved that movie the first time I saw it as a kid, still love it to this day as an adult. When I rewatched that movie, I think this is like 2017 or so, I had never noticed before, but The mouth movements on Audrey 2, especially the large Audrey 2. When I was re-watching, I was just like, how the fuck did they do this? It's
0: phenomenal.
1: It is. The way that they did it was so they had a lot of articulation to the mouth. But what they did is they had Rick Moranis slow his movements down to like a third speed or something. And when they were shooting the mouth, they took their time to really articulate all the words using the tongue and the mouth movement and the lips, and they sped up the footage. And so when you watch it back, like, it is flawless.
0: That's amazing, like, especially for Rick Moranis, because, like, I feel like you would not know from looking at the film that that's what was going on. Like, it looks so real. I feel like that must have taken so much control like of your body you know because like I feel like if you were to be like oh okay do like a slow motion walk like it looks goofy when you're thinking about moving you move in such an unnatural way that's so impressive that he was able to do that to where it genuinely looks real and like normal speed
1: you will see that and especially movies from like the 70s and 80s where they would do stuff to where they'll have, like, car chases or something, where they actually are going only, like, 25 miles an hour, but they're like, well, speed it up, and it'll look like they're going, like, 60.
0: And, and then lie. you can tell, like,
1: it's not natural. And even something more modern, when they did the, uh, the Hobbit movies, they shot it to where it slightly sped up the film, and so when you watch it, it doesn't feel natural. Like, what's really crazy is the duet that he has with Audrey 2, and he's singing and moving around and the plant singing back to him. And I'm just like, dude, I don't think with today's technology, if they had to do that digitally, I don't know that it would look it as smooth. Absolutely. And the would weight, not. the presence, like, yeah, it just blows me away. And then on top of that, you have the actress who plays Audrey. Ellen who is Green. from Ellen Green, who is from the musical. I was just like. How the fuck did this lady not have like a bigger like star career? Because she's so great in the movie.
0: She is. She's such a phenomenal singer. Yeah, and like such a adorable, funny, great actor, great performance.
1: Yeah, she just has a sense of like everything that she's doing. The the way that she emotes all of her lines, like her her physical actions, everything is so perfectly in tune with what. The great thing about that film is they were definitely going for something. And they fucking nailed it. Yeah. It was supposed to be like, what would it be like if we did a modern day like, version of like, those giant monster movies from the 1950s? Mm-hmm. You know, the attack of the giant killer plants. And what's crazy is the original ending that they shot yes. for the movie. As a kid, that probably would have devastated me. But as an adult, I'm like, no, this was, this was the ending for me.
0: They made such a good point, though, talking about like why they changed it, you know, because they're like in a play, the actors come out at the end and you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, cool. You know, but in a movie, it's just over.
1: And you're like, oh, not only do these two characters that we've been following and rooting for this entire fucking movie, like not only do they not overcome the odds and get eaten by these fucking plants. These plants go on and take over the planet and cause more death and destruction and shit. But, yeah, like, it's just the level of cynicism that I have as an adult. I'm like, that's, and like, that's hilarious what would have happened. Yeah, like, exactly.
0: How could you not sell that plant?
1: But even, like, Steve Martin as the, the greaser yeah. oh, dentist. So <laughs> good. So hot. <laughs> there's this one moment in the movie that is just it's so funny and it's one of those bizarre things where your brain understands why it's funny but you can't articulate like what exactly is funny about it but it's when he comes flying in on the motorcycle and the motorcycle just kind of like it's floating down and then it just slams on the crown and kind of bounces a little bit something about that is so goddamn funny yeah just his whole thing where he's like because I'm a dentist
0: I actually sang that song in an audition (laughs) And now that,
1: what I would love to do for an audition is Bill Murray's role, where he's oh the fucking God. sadist. He's like just getting off on getting tortured by fucking Steve Martin, and, so then, and then he's realizing that like he can't enjoy torturing people if the guy actually enjoys it. And it's like, why is this in this movie? But it like fits so perfectly. It's so fucking weird and bizarre. Uh, so I love that movie it's right up there like top five all time favorites best movie ever
0: I have seen the original black and white one. It actually, I did kind of like it. It was pretty funny, but it's super cheesy and it feels like a goofy old movie, you know, but there is definitely charm in it. So like, I get why someone would be like, oh, I kind of want to like continue playing with this idea. Like just even the idea of like the evil plant is like a cool concept and that's been done in other things subsequently. So like there was something to that idea. And, like, I've always said, if I was Seymour, like, I would make the exact same choices. Like, I would feed the plant. Because it's like, that's your baby, and he's growing up, and you got to make sacrifices. That's how I feel about it.
1: And I I established that I think you're a monster the second that you start (laughs) killing, like, actual animals to feed this plant. I'm not saying I would be comfortable with it or feel good about it, but
0: it's like, to me, it's like... Explain
1: to the plant the tenets of veganism. Be like... (laughs)
0: I've been doing it for 15
1: years. From the plant's perspective, you're the monster because you're eating its brethren. Don't even make me feel bad about that. Anyway, if I could just eat nothing, I would.
0: (laughs) I I do. I swallow air. I'm full now. But, like,. Seymour we see him loving plants we see him taking care of the plant and talking to the plant even before it starts talking back he is super sad that his plant is dying and that he's trying to take care of it and it's not working so when the blood thing happens and the plant starts licking his paper cut like he's like oh my god finally I figured out what's going wrong and And the whole situation just keeps kind of spiraling out of control. They even make it a point
1: to, like, make the plant seem cute. The plant is so fucking cute. Where oh you my would God. understand, like, even if you're just, like, what kind of fucking weirdo likes plants? What kind of weirdo wants to help plants stay The plant looks cute, and you're just like, oh, okay, like, that whole thing, there's their nurturing thing. You fucking get it. You could turn the sound off and understand what's going on. It Want could to have be, a live like, plant.
0: Seymour, who is lonely. Like, he's not literally a creeper peeping, but, like, he's watching Audrey from afar. He has feelings for her that he's not
1: expressing,
0: you know? And it's easier
1: for him to relate to a plant than it is to a person. Yeah, they
0: could have literally just done
1: that. That plant, like, it has charisma. It has a personality. It has character. You can understand, one, it is manipulating Seymour, and two, why its manipulation is actually successful. It shows the plant is like, hey, maybe you don't like this. Maybe this kind of turns your stomach. But hey, I'm benefiting you. You're benefiting me. You just don't think about it beyond that. We have a good relationship. But then like I didn't watch it for a long time. I rewatched it again. After I moved here, that's what inspired me to be like, oh, that should be our Halloween costume. It was kind of fun like shopping around trying to find boy clothes for my girlfriend, which wasn't hard to do. The hardest thing to find for her was like a wig. Mm -hmm. But I had to try and find a dress and a bra that would fit (laughs) me. Because... I'm six foot, and I think at the time I was maybe like 215, 220, but I'm still a like pretty big-sized guy. It took me a little while to, one, find a dress that looked like something she would wear that would fit me, and then, two, just finding the bra. <laughs> Like, I had to buy like a 40 double D bra or some shit like that. It was hilarious, but.
0: That was such a good costume. And the reaction I got
1: to the pictures, I was just like, even my mom, she was just like, I almost didn't recognize you at first. And it wasn't like we put a lot of effort in trying to make me look like a woman. I haven't really done drag very much in my life, but that shit was a lot of fun. But what really iced the whole thing was having that prop puppet that you made. It was so cool. I was blown away by the fact that you made it and you gave it to me. And I was like, should I pay you for this? Like, can I do something? And you're just like, no, you just have it. I thought that was really fucking cool. And from there, that's where we got into like, hey, what if we did a show talking about porn? Want to hear more? New episodes of Vibe Talking are available to download and stream every other Tuesday on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio or wherever you love to listen. You can see more Vibe Talking on the Good Vibe Cinema channel on YouTube and follow at Vibe Talkin' on Instagram, threads, and the X-rated version of Twitter. Vibe Talking is a Good Vibe Cinema production.